In this week's parsha, we find an extraordinary Rashi, where he says something that is typically found in a Hasidish Sefer. Rashi's modus operandi is, shall mikra aniba. I'm here to offer the simple interpretation. However, here he deviates from his usual style. On the sixth day of creation, the Pasik says, there were still no trees on earth and the herbs were not yet growing. Why? Because Hashem had not brought rain upon the earth. So let's think about this. After six days, creation was complete. Everything was perfect, except for one thing, vegetation. Everything was in place, but nothing grew. No shrubs, no trees. The grass did not sprout. Why not? Says Rashi, Why didn't Hashem cause it to rain? So he says something amazing. Because there was no one yet on earth to be maker b'toivasam shal to recognize the value and the efficacy of rain. That's why it didn't rain. However, Adam, when Adam Arishan came along and he realized that rain was necessary for the existence of the world, he prayed for rain and it fell. And only then did the trees and vegetation spring forth. Rashi is teaching us about the tremendous power of prayer. Despite the fact that the Torah stated that on Tuesday Hashem said, Let the earth produce vegetation, herbs, trees and fruits. Three full days passed and there was still no grass. Rashi explains that the vegetation did not emerge from the earth on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. They stood just beneath the surface of the ground until the sixth day, waiting for a signal to come out. And as soon as Adam davened, it came forth and it grew. What an amazing Rashi. What emerges from this Rashi is that tefillah is one of the essential requirements for vegetative growth. Just like sowing and plowing and threshing, prayer is one of the mandatory components for Panasa. Rashi is telling us something very powerful. Hashem has all the brachas and the yeshuas that a person ever needs in the palm of his hand and is eager to give it to us. All we have to do is ask for it. If, however, a person does not daven for what they need, it can be they're waiting and ready for them, but it will not come. That is the koyach of tefillah. This is a frightening time for the Jewish people. Our brothers and sisters in Eitz Yisrael find themselves in great peril. They are in desperate need of our tefillahs. Bnei Yishmael are violently, cruelly and inhumanely doing everything they can to annihilate the Jewish people. And incredibly, in New York City, which has the largest Jewish population outside of Israel, violent demonstrations are taking place attacking Israel for war crimes. When Yishmael was born, the Torah says, V'hu pera adam. What does that mean? The Moral Diskin explains, Pera Adam means he will be a wild beast in the form of a man. And that's why this is an enemy that's so hard to defeat. An insurmountable adversary. They resemble animals in human form who have absolutely no value for human life. The Chafetz Chaim said, it says in the Pasuk, V'hu para Adam, he will be, future tense. The implication is that Yishmael will forever remain a para Adam, even if the entire world gathers to civilize this creature and they give him comfortable housing and jobs, food, electricity, education, he will always remain a para Adam. Even if one of them manages to graduate university and becomes a doctor or a professor, he will be a doctor para Adam, 
or a professor per Adam. A hundred years ago, the Chafetz Chaim lamented, Oi, who knows what more this wild man is liable to do to Kal Yisrael at the end of days. Reb Chaim Vital writes, Even though it was decreed that Kal Yisrael will endure four exiles, but in truth, there will be a fifth one, known as Galas Yishmael, and that will occur right before the arrival of Mashiach. And that Galas will be the most difficult of all. Yishmael's mission is to wipe Kal Yisrael off the face of the earth so nothing remains, as if we have never existed. So how do we defeat such a vicious enemy? So he says, During Golas Edom, which was an attack on our religion, or in other exiles where they sought to destroy us, we had the Koyach of Tefillah. They used weapons and we used our mouths. However, Ishmael is unique. They also use the Koyach of Tefillah. There's no other nation that so frequently and so consistently invokes Shem Shemaim. Everything they do is done in the name of heaven. There are only two nations in the world that bear Hashem's name, Yisrael and Yishmael. In their mind, every murder, every horror, every decadent act they commit is done in the name of the Creator of the world. And this pure Amuna creates a tremendous kitrak in Shemaim against Kal Yisrael. Even though we all know their Amuna is twisted and corrupt, does Hashem really want the murder of innocent people? Does Hashem want the destruction of the Jewish nation? But they determine what is the will of Hashem, and they go ahead and perform their cruel acts, all in the name of Allah. We, on the other hand, know exactly what is the will of Hashem. Hashem gave us the Torah in which He explicitly outlines His will, and we obediently follow it. We are subservient to Hashem. They dictate to Hashem. Nevertheless, as long as their moon is stronger than ours, we stand no chance. We have to strengthen our faith. We must overpower their amuna. We must have a stronger belief in our power of tefillah. And daven for Achenu Beis Yisrael and Asunu B'Tzara V'Shivya. Daven for the success of our soldiers and the safe return of those held in captivity. Have them in mind when we make the bracha Matir Asurim. And like Rashi says, Ikishiba Adam. When an Adam comes along and he realizes that tefillah is necessary for the existence of the world, he prays, and all Yeshua's come raining down from above. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.